actually, before we get started, a couple songs by the nephew. The first one is by Mark 350%. This is called Just Human. Oh, no, 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 it's called, let's go with, yeah, let's, let's go with Just Human first. Now let's go with his new, my new Valentine. We're going to run a new Valentine, then we're going to play Just Human, then we're going to start the podcast. It's Monday. Yo, you know what I like to say. Let's make Mondays great again. I don't know what you want from me You ain't number one, you're not even number two Well, I'm part of not a fool, you are not my dude You are not best to be when the pole ends Will you be in the second seat? I'm a wanna day, but that's okay What's a valentine when you got me And I still got love in my eyes Just no one inside, not even in mine She will never ever be mine, she ain't right I don't know what you want from me You ain't number one You're not even number two I'm a blind and not a fool You are not my boo You are not meant to be When the road ends Will you be in the second seat? No one's loyal, love was spoiled I am royal, moments dark or skin Care for cautious, we're the hardest I like we're the darkest Oh, to a mark exactly to myself You know one Love you, love you, gonna need a spell I don't know what you want from me You ain't number one, you're not even number two I'm not and not a fool You are not my dude, you are not Let you be when the road ends Will you be in the second seat? Love the bullet in the brain From a distance, see the pain I just want, wanna ride with, wanna die with Go to heaven, fly with, take a song, you write it One I'm right with, one from me Sing, travel seven seas, just looking for his I don't know what you want from me You ain't number one, you're not even number two I'm not blind and not a fool You are not my boo, you are not Let you be when the road ends Will you be in the second seat? And then next one, we're going to play Just Human, and then, like I said, we're going to start the podcast. Again, this is by Mark 350. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Don't worry, we'll get the Instagram feed going up in just a bit. I'm just doing some last minute audio I'm going checks. insane, feeling like I'm going Making super sure sane. Got the pin in my brain. I'm just human, but I got a master plan for this. What I call life, gotta sacrifice for the things I got in mind. Got one shot, and I gotta get it right. But I'm just human, only human. I'm a human man, got no game plan, just living today, day by day, trying to hit the hay. Don't about the thing in my mind that I want to do with my life, gotta get my spirit right, cause slowly I've been tripping, days are going by, I'm just skipping, but I'm just human, only human. And I be red, son of my crew, we're gang too, gotta stick together to survive the bumpy road all right. Love lips, those all the worst, gotta remember to remember, especially when you get lonely in November, gotta hang around to see another December, gotta get through the tough months, like December to tomorrow, which I promise one to rip my dog at night. Every time I close my eyes, there's death in sight. Gotta show how much can think, I was this honest, on the you, now I'm rocking like that dude in Gotham, but I'm just human only human 
Was it thin, cold, right shape? Run away from the cops, like to the arch, pressure, pressure stops to the opposition, trying to throw shit at me, but the missing eight by my shuttle and it fall for a while, just got me more powerful and not full. Didn't mean to be rude, feeling like I'm crude. At the end of the day, I'm just a dude, nah, I'm just human, only human. Am I special cause I'm human? Just trying to chill in Tampa Bay Not fall, not change, just be me Every day, why can't you see through? Just let me breathe, kind of space At the bottom of the sea Something always keeping me busy Just wanna go home So I have something I can show You should be this like the small girl Anorexic, thinking I'm schizophrenic Baby, that's a pain I feel in my brain For a while, everything's been going wild Like a flying, need the red bull Cause it gives you wings and I need those things now I can keep up Hopefully I don't fly too high Too close to the sun and I'm falling Just like a wrist So please just make a rush for me I'm just human Only human I'm just human Only human and I'm either bleed blood red Overworked and dripping sweat Hope one day I'll be the best Maybe I'll say I'm black Sweat, throw this weight on my chest Feeling like I'm like this Need some time to rest Must be above the rest Life booted me to the test Feeling like I'm blessed Every day you're a disrespect In my own home Feeling like a guest I just take a test Try not to be the best I'm just human Alright, I guess it's time to start the show so the levels is good, the levels is good, the levels is good. <laughs> As Metro's Mercury Great approaches, I shall create the illest podcast known to mankind. Howard Stern, Stephen A. Smith, Joel Rogan, Dave Chappelle. Why Dave Chappelle? Cause he's a funny motherfucker. Jay Z. Jay Z. Because he has money. You fucking dickhead. of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Dallas Omar Taylor, the one and only Chocolate Boy Wonder, the one and only Brooklyn Buzzsaw, the one and only Mad Podcaster, the one and only Tin Man, the one and only Tony Baritone, the only one and only Mr. Energy, the one and only Motor Mouth of the South. Yo, it is another in Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world. It is November, what is today, 16th? They said we're supposed to have highs of 85, lows of 
72. Well, apparently they lie, because I just checked the Google, and it's already 86 degrees down here in my city. You're listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 49, Excerpt 242. Listen, and boy, do we got to go... Listen, I am so glad that the weekend is over because you know what we like to say today. Let's make Mondays great again. We're going to talk, start off with maybe a little bit of AFC, at least we got on the docket. Is it really Tua time or the Bills for real? And who is looking worse so far this season? Is it Bill or is it Cam? We're going to try to talk a little bit into all of those, right? After this week on the Crawford fight, like are you entertained? I know I was, but were you? Is the is Russ a good fit for for New York, regardless of where he goes? We got the draft this week, and we're trying to wonder if the Knicks are gonna knock up the place. I feel like a setup is happening, so I want you guys to all stay tuned, cause you know what I say, regardless of the time. Make sure you have that on ready for. Regardless of the time. Take that. Take that. Take that. And regardless of the weather, you play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My team... Yo, there was one place I wanted to start, but I don't know if I'm going to end the podcast with this or we may start the podcast with this. But I know after speaking about it for a whole entire week, there was one thing and one thing only that I'm glad that it lived up to the hype enough that it could be the first thing mentioned on a Monday morning. Are you a believer yet? Were you not entertained by this Terrence Crawford fight? Now, I know this Terrence Crawford fight didn't go long, but Terrence Crawford's fights generally may not go long because he is pound for pound the best boxer in the world. So are you a believer yet in the fact that he is pound for pound the best? Now over this last month, I told you that we have seen some names lately that should be raising heads. We saw Gervonta Davis recently. We saw Teofimo Lopez recently. We even saw um, um, Shakur um, 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 very recently, and also get interviewed the night of that fight as well. And now we see Terrence Crawford. These are a lot of the guys coming up. And I ask you, who is the pound for pound? Who do you believe? There's Errol Spence out there. Like, who do you believe is that pound for pound? You got Tyson Fury. But after this fight, were you not a believer? And I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Anthony Davis. Hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Bro, can you, thank you. Can you set me up properly? <laughs> Actually, that one just needed one reggae horn. 
Anthony Davis has officially opted out of his NBA con uh, out of his player contract. And um, for protocol, he has most likely just opted out so that he could re-sign for that Supermax with, um, with the LA Lakers. This isn't an opt-out so I can go play the market. This is usually an opt-out so he can opt. I'm going to sneeze. Opt. <coughs> So that he can opt right back in. So we'll keep an eye on that, but I don't expect much of that to, to develop when it comes to Anthony Davis. But what that does show you that as of 12.01 today, so basically six minutes before we started the podcast, well, a little bit, yeah, about six minutes before we started the podcast, right? The NBA offseason has officially started and officially officially started meaning that you're now going to start seeing you've got to start seeing players opt out of their contracts you're going to start hearing you're going to start hearing not players being signed since you can't officially sign free agents until friday but you're going to start hearing about who's going to possibly be where you're going to start hearing the rumblings you're going to start hearing agreements right so-and-so has agreed you know, in principle, to go to so-and-so for a four-year XYZ contract. Obviously, it'll be finalized. And listen, and we've seen over the last couple of years, right, with a couple of players, right, DeAndre Jordan was one of them. I think we saw one late last year, and I can't remember um, who, who that was. But we've seen agreements not go through. And those players that agreed to one place, or you heard rumor to one place, ended up in other individual spots. So listen, that's now the, that's now what's got getting started with the NBA. So let's keep a track, let's, we're gonna keep an eye on that. We're gonna keep track of player movements. We got the draft coming up on Wednesday. We got we, um, we got free agency finally actually opening up in on Friday. There's gonna be a lot going on this week, and we're gonna have four podcasts to talk about them all. And listen, and let's make sure that we make that this podcast is the best one of them all. So let's continue to make Mondays great again. That feels good. Let's make let's make Mondays great again. I was always a believer in Terrence Crawford skills. Right? For the first time I seen him fight, for the first time they mentioned his name, at first, at first time they, they talked about how good he was. I was always a believer, I was, I was always a believer in his skills, never had a, never once um, doubted that he could be as good as they say he is. Or that he is as good currently now as the, as they say he is. Or that we're talking about him, and where it is him being considered as the pound for pound best boxer in the world. And and granted, he still really needs somebody to to bang up with to to really push him to that limits. Because it looks like people just aren't pushing it. Fights look sometimes a little bit too easy. This was one of those fights where even when Crawford looked like he was, why he didn't look, he didn't do much early. Right, he's coming out and, and and you see him really pawing at the guy, but you see in the combo starting to fly. But really looks like more than anything else that they're opening up towards each other, right? But Crawford is taking the worst of these early exchanges. As I said, that with a lot of great fighters, he starts off slow. And starting off slow is very oddly is something that you hear that you hear from a lot of a lot of, of good fighters. More than not, right? And you're like, oh, no, this is one of those fighters they start off slow. Oh, he kind of starts off slow, kind of starts off slow and fills out these fighters. A lot of these undefeated fighters, these methodical fighters, this tends to be one of the patterns. And this is and this was Terrence Crawford's pattern, right? Him starting off slow. And that slow start got him a nice little mouse underneath his eye within those first three rounds where 
you started to wonder, oh, if this keeps continuing to go later and later into the fight, is he going to be in trouble? Because that is something that could possibly close up or start leaking uncontrollably. Well, you know what? As quickly as that question was asked is how quickly that fight was ended. Terrence Crawford will hop into the ring in the fourth will hop into the ring in the fourth quarter, fourth in and the fourth round, sorry. I have to clear these sinuses. This is this is horrible right now. Just horrible. Horrible. I don't know what the hell just hit me. I think I, I, I think I got some pollen in there from the you know, late dog school school of medicine's home remedy kit. <laughs> Just as you guys know on the gram, I can't see none of that before, but I do appreciate you guys joining the gram. But if you really want to join the conversation, if you want to be seen and heard, please join the conversation on Podbean Live. That is truly the only way to fully embrace and join this conversation. I can't turn the camera around to see what's going on there. You guys would distract me too much, and I'll never get a chance to talk about anything. But I got no problem being distracted right here in the gram. I mean, right here, right here in the pod. So bring it up, bring it out to the pod, and, 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 and we can do this bean for real, for reals. But very quick. But as quickly as 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 the question was asked, if Terrence Crawford was going to be in trouble, no, he would come out in the fourth, and he would and he would and he would completely own it, and he would end it very early, very quickly. A minute and fourteen seconds, and I think part of those, <laughs> honestly, I believe he did it underneath a minute. But schematics, standing eight count, whatever, you know, have, having having to having to get in there. But a minute and fourteen seconds later. And this fight was over, and it seemed a whole lot quicker than in the first. Terrence Crawford came in there, and it looked like he um he caught him he caught him early with a with a right hand coming in, and actually you know and and not for nothing, it's it was he was leading with his right because he switched to the unorthodox style. Right, so after getting that lump on it, uh, after getting that little mouse on his eye, Terrence Crawford switched stances, and he went and he and he went from. And he went from his regular, from a regular stance to a soft. Oh, he went from a regular stance to a softball stance. And what ended up happening is that he caught him in. He caught um, Kel Brooks coming in, caught him with the right. Next thing you know, murder. She wrote. It was a wrap. And you know, so I always find it crazy, right? That when he caught him with the first right, that that sent him, that that sent him wobbling, almost out of the ring. You you see him having to grab onto the ring, just uh, having grab onto the ropes, just to stay within the ring. But when the referee's giving him the standing eight count, he's over here looking at like at like at like the four or five count. He's looking at the ref like, yo, what the fuck? Let's go. Like 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 why why we going through this full, this standing eight thing? He looking at he gave you a standing eight count because you damn near fell out the motherfucking ring. That is the only reason for the standing eight count. And if it's not for that, like, you should be thanking him. Because two seconds later, you'll be separated. Terrence Crawford comes back in. He closes the distance. Wham, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Nick, Nick, <laughs> Brooke is laying on the floor, right? Look, Looking up, trying to figure out what's going on. Terrence Crawford's already in the, is, is already in the locker room changing, doing his interview. It's that quick. And... The main card period, right? Not just this fight, right? The Terrence Crawford fight, but the main card as a whole would would supply all kinds of excitement, right? Controversy, <laughs> thrill, because even the previous championship fight, 
because they keep showing that Hopkins, uh, that Hopkins um, catch. We'll get into that one a little bit later. We'll touch into the AFC lease, which means that we're going to talk about Buffalo, Arizona today. <laughs> so there was a fight so the fight before the Terrence Crawford fight is between Joshua Franco and Andrew Maloney and that is the other fight that makes up the main card. Another championship fight. I think this fight was for the WBO or the WBA. One of the two. I can't remember. Right? It was one of those two. But this fight would have, even though this fight ended early, this fight would end early. Oh, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Drew Brees uncertain if he is going to play next week or this week coming up due to a rib injury and also Teddy Bridgewater looks to have no structural damage on his knee so look like he'll be fine and X-rays on Matthew Stafford's dumb returns negative. Make goes a little quick mighty injury report. I didn't want I didn't feel like playing that whole entire sounder. Right? But ooh, that's how we gotta talk about um Kim how do you pronounce that? N Nick? NG? So becomes a general manager of the Marlins? Hey. Everything's analytics. You just need somebody to help motivate a squad. And anybody can motivate a squad. <laughs> Listen, not saying that, not saying that she isn't way more qualified than that. I'm just saying that that's how far, I'm far removed that baseball has come from what we grew up knowing it as, where how what they are able to allow for their general manager, <clears throat> and how they like to think about this, and how they think about the sport of baseball. Because back in the day. And they were thinking about uh, managers as, as people that was just always doing things that, that went with their gut and never moves. Then nope, 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 nope. She would have never have made it this far. But I'm glad I'm glad these glass ceilings are starting to be shattered a little bit. Let's make sure we give her a proper dig up, dig up. as well. So the Joshua Franco versus Andrew Maloney, as as we got distracted for for a slight bit, right? Joshua Maloney versus jo um, Joshua, Joshua Franco versus Andrew Maloney would have have its own different sets of controversy. This is one of those. This is one of those. One of those fights that you actually can't believe that it happened. Right uh, or how it or how or what went down because I guess let's just lay it out there. Joshua Franco would end up retaining his championship belt, right, um, on a, what's considered a no decision for a headbutt that never happened. So they would call this fight in the second round for basically a headbutt that they said. A, that the referee 
and the rap said occurred, right? Occurred. Like, I, I don't know what why that's coming over up the lips like that. Right? O occurred. 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 Like, fuck you guys. Right? For, for a headbutt that happened. And as the fight continues to go on, Right, the referee talks about. Oh no! Remember, this is this is this is ex accidental contact because of a headbutt. The um the cut man or the doctor takes a couple looks at it, and then we start to see re replays of it. Right, as the commentators are starting to look for the replays to try to find this headbutt. And Milton Bradley, not Milton Bradley, but Bradley. I don't think his first name is Milton. Thinking about um, somebody else from baseball. It, it's, it pops in my head every time I hear Bradley's name. Bradley immediately starts to call it out. Like, listen, there's no headbutt. These are from a, this is from a job. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. This is this is this is wrong. If they do this man like that, they're gonna rob him. They're gonna rob him. And he is saying this before they go to review. Once they go to review. He continues on. Oh no, they're gonna rob this man. They're gonna take it away. And it's like there's no and even the commentators are like there's no way. Like we can see that there's nothing there. So the judges even marked a spot where they thought that they saw a headbutt, right? I'm still in the feeling it was a conspiracy to rob this man of this championship. And I'm talking about Rob Andrew Maloney. So they start asking for a review at like the 130 mark because they thought they saw a headbutt right around there. My they see nothing. So then they turn around and they say, okay, can you rewind it back another, I think at first they said maybe 10 seconds or 20 seconds, something like that. But another 10 seconds, I think they asked to rewind it back. So they asked to rewind it back. So they rewind it back. They review it again. Nothing. So then they go and say, okay, let's see this first round all over again. Now, mind you, the, the, the commentators already reviewed... Right, and and they, and they and they did this for themselves ahead of time, right? While they while while they were going through their first initial review or, or first shot of the the tournament was going on. So we watched the whole basically we watched this whole entire fight, maybe three or four times, and there was no headbutt. So this is the part that started baffling me. If you don't see what you are looking for, then it doesn't exist. But it kept on looking as if they kept on trying to justify their decision. Oh, the referee called the headbutt. Oh, we also marked that we saw a headbutt. It wasn't just the ref. They replayed this fight, replayed it. Every time there was a possibility that the, that the heads came together, they played it in slow motion. They showed the guy's face afterwards to see if there was any to see if there was any damage before then. They went to go see what would um, if it was before or after. They showed exactly the jab that started the swelling of the eye. They showed every single piece of evidence that would have proven that there was no headbutt. And. Still, Joshua Franco retains his belt due to a no decision
called in the second round due to an incident to headbutt. I wasn't joking when I said we probably watched this fight in its totality five times. They reviewed this for half an hour. The review of the fight was longer than the actual fight. The review of this fight was longer than the Terrence Crawford fight. The review of this fight was longer than the Terrence Crawford and Franco fight put together. It was as if they were literally trying to buy time. No, now I want Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it's literally as if they were trying to buy time. Just to, so they can uh, get, um, allow more or have less time to start the main event. Because you know how boxing is. Like if this fight starts early, they could have filled the rest of the time with talk. This allowed less time for I have to fill up with frivolous talk by, by looking like they needed time to determine... To determine if there was gonna um, if there was a headbutt or not, thirty minutes on a rev on a review like this these reviews are, are becoming ridiculous. These reviews are coming ridiculous. I'm gonna say the same thing to boxing that I've said to the NBA, that I've said to the NFL. You need to have a time limit on your reviews, right? Now for boxing, maybe I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure which part of the Fence, I, I, I lie on when it comes to this because I, it's, it's literally in my head as it stands. And if you guys are wondering what, um, um, what I'm actually referring to is that this is the part where you, where, you, where you cut my audio so that you can go ahead and share this so that these entities can hear. NBA, NFL, and now boxing. Your reviews are taking way too long and you're missing out on monetizing them as well. So let me start there so hopefully I catch your ear from the beginning. Not only are they taking too long, you're missing out on monetizing them. There should be an NBA official review, NFL official review, or we now go to the to the to the to the lens crafter NBA official review. We should now be going to the NFL's, you know, <laughs> Vision Tech, you know, or 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 eScience or or NFL's. You know, um, sports science official review um, of the day, right? And these reviews, I don't know what whatever you get for boxing, right? Right, the Under Armour official review of the evening. And these reviews shouldn't take no longer than a play clock. Now I said this, I say this specifically to the NBA and the NFL. That's how you get a sponsor in there. That's how and. That's how you put this on. Now, now this is how you time it. And you stop allowing these referees eight minutes, five minutes, ten minutes to review something that should take seconds. Because what you add in there is an out. And what that out is, given the allotted time, we could not confirm nor deny, you know, whatever previous play. And that gives them an automatic out. So that it doesn't look like they reviewed something for... 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and still got it wrong. And they review something for 10 minutes and still get it wrong. For NBA, it shouldn't take long, no longer than 24 seconds. For the NFL, it shouldn't be no longer than 45 seconds, 35 seconds. For boxing, you, you, you choose your poison. 
you take either a break in the round, so you take it should have taken longer than one minute. And if it's not, if you don't see what you see in one minute, guess what? Same thing. We did not, given that a lot of time, we did not have enough evidence to overturn the call. And that gives them their out. And you also get to add, get, get the opportunity to add a sponsor right in there. Right in there. So that when it hits, you know that somebody's going to get paid. And then you know what's going to end up happening? The NFL's going to pass out a nice little memo. Or the NBA's going to pass out a nice little memo. Right? Not saying that you must challenge a call every game. But they're going to encourage you to start using your challenges a little bit more. And maybe even later on, you see a little change to the challenge rules of how many challenges somebody gets because it's going to be tied directly into an advertisement. An advertisement. Quan, money, dollars, dinero, euros, pesos. That money, boss. Like, look, but you guys keep doing it the way you're doing it. And every time that they get a, they get a call wrong, they were going to get overly scrutinized. Especially when you take 30 minutes to review something that literally everybody saw again. At least within 10 minutes you saw all over again. So I wanted to give you one or two things, boxing, right? I'm going to give you one or two things, boxing. That you either have official review that, only, that takes no longer than one minute, or you have an official review that takes no longer than one round. So either the break takes takes as long as a break in a round, or it takes a, it takes exactly one round. So they give a look for three minutes, or they can look for one minute. But at some point in time, you have to stop. You have to stop and and, and reel this back in and actually make a decision. And you can buffer that decision and protect your refs by by putting a timer on it. And then giving them an out statement. Because the timer gives them a state gives them an out. And you have now monetized on this on this challenge, on this review, on this out. And you will and you will don't allow the referees to get killed when they get the call wrong. Think about it. And then come holler at me. I, I got I got I got a couple more ideas. ESPN, I got one for you too. This one has everything to do with with, with um, women's sports, ESPN. Like we, we we need to go take a step further on this one. So so come holler at me when you're ready to have that real talk because you guys may not realize this or not, but the ES, ESPN is the number one entity holding back the explosion and the notoriety of women's sports. And I say that they're the number one entity holding them back because they're the number one entity that can do something about it. They have the power and the resources. The will, the space, and everything. They have everything to do it. That's something else for a whole nother talk. What's going on, Poe? How you doing? Welcome to the podcast. So... My question to you again, after these, after this fight weekend, I'm doing wonderful, Paul. I am doing wonderful. You know, just out here potting along, pot, potting every day. Just keep potting, just keep potting, just keep potting. Oh, ooh, look, a blunt. What, what was I doing again? Oh, just keep potting, just keep pot. <laughs> that, that's me right now. <coughs> 
<coughs> Excuse me. But to continue on, are you not? Were you not? But other than that, like I said, the controversy um, of that fight being completely bullshit. Were you not entertained? Not only by the Terence Crawford fight, but also by the Joshua Franco fight. Because even though the call was bullshit, tell me you were not glued to your television for that whole entire 30 minutes it took for them to make the decision. That's entertainment. Whether you like the results or not. Whether you like how long it took or not. You were glued and you were tied in. And that's technically what all entertainment is, and that's technically all they care about. For those 30 minutes, they didn't lose a soul. If anything, they gained people. Because people was like, yo, you have to, you, yo, they haven't made a decision. You have to come watch this and find out what this fucking decision is. And just to hear the commentators say over and over again that, oh, yeah, Franco lost that fight. That, that, that was a clean hit by Andrew Maloney. Like, 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 Frank, like, like, Andrew Maloney lumped him up with all those jabs. And then for them to still fuck it up after you re-review it for 30 minutes? All of you sports league, you are doing reviews wrong. And the number one thing that's wrong... See, maybe I'm talking to the, maybe I'm talking to the wrong entity when I say this. Maybe I need to start talking to the referees association. Because you can protect your refs. And if you and it, <laughs> by doing what I say, right? Or, or using what I suggested. I, say, I don't want to say doing what I say. But utilizing what I suggested. You can protect your refs. And... And protecting your refs is literally was like probably the best part about it because they like after after this like you start wondering yo the people that review these calls like 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 are are they are they are they worth the the fucking pot that you piss in like like are they worth my toilet water like if if you get something blatant, something this blatantly wrong like should you have your job anymore? Especially at the level that you have this job. Like, you understand? Like, if, if, because if I'm the commissioner, I will, I want these individuals tested for drugs. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> like, like, I'm, 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 eval I'm, I'm, I'm having you taking, I'm reevaluating you and having you going to take an eye test. I'm having you take a stress test. Like, I'm, I am reevaluating everything about you. If that's the case, because when it comes down for my championship fights, I'm no longer going to qualify you for these fights. When it comes down for these big games, I don't want to go to qualify you for these big games. We're going to demote. If I'm going to keep you in the big leagues, I'm going to demote. I'm going to demote your activity. And if, and if I and that's if I keep you in the big leagues, I may just have to. I may have to, I just have to kick you out. But no, no, I'm going to reevaluate every single thing about you. Like, like I don't understand how these things keep happening. Like, the only people I know that are getting off more than referees are crooked cops. So, let's switch subjects, right? And let's head down to, and, let, and let's take a, a trip down to South Beach, right? Viva La Miami. Because, our question now that has to go with Miami is that, yo, is it really Tua time? Like, are you a Tua believer? Like, 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 are, are you one of those people? Like, is it truly Tua time? Or is it just the defense? Now that you guys know that I do have a couple of polls that are currently running, you're going to start seeing them. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start sharing them to Instagram as well and put, and, and put them up there as well so you guys can start reacting. But one of the ones, and we'll go find it on, we'll go find it on my, on my, on my, on my, what's it, what's that called? My Twitter page. This shit's over there. And one of the questions is, is it Tua time? Like, 
is it truly Tua Tom, or is this really just the defense? The Miami Dolphins will go on to beat the Los Angeles Chargers 21-29. After the game, you see Chargers players asking Tua for autographs of, of uh, for, um, for autograph jerseys, or just for his autograph. Um, <clears throat> this will be the fifth straight win for the Miami Dolphins. And, and I want and I and I wonder, hey, I asked you Dolphins fans, I'm asking everybody out there, is it truly Tua time? Like Is he truly the determining factor? Or is this the D? Because I can tell you there's one thing that I definitely do know. That Booker T would like to tell you guys how many <laughs> games the Miami Dolphins have won in a row. Talk to them, book. So, Tua, I can tell you this to be to be honest with you. I'm still not sure about Tua. And it's 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 one of those weird things, right? Because I'm still not sure about Tua because Tua still looks like a rookie quarterback, which is exactly what he is. He's not looking like an outstanding rookie quarterback. He's just looking like a rookie quarterback. But there is something to be said about intangibles. And let's not forget that that is a category that has to be checkmarked when it comes to when it comes to winning when it comes to being part of a team when it comes to when it comes to being a leader at times right championship um being 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 a standout player sometimes it's those intangibles those some of those things that we can't see and i can tell you that the intangibles are noticeable here when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. We always knew that the D was great. We saw it under Ryan Fitzpatrick. But they always knew that Ryan Fitzpatrick was Ryan Fitzpatrick. We call Ryan Fitzpatrick Jameis Winston Sr. for a reason. Just like we just like we call Jameis Winston Jr. Ryan Fitzpatrick Jr. for a reason. Right? These guys, just as much as they can win you games. With, with their big arms and their big plays and what they do on the field, they can also lose you games with their big arm and what they do on the field. When you add to a... got a tongue twister into the mix, the intangibles are that, yeah, the defense always played hard, but now it looks like they play a little bit harder, right? Or they could play, and, and I'm going to tell you the weird thing about it is that they play a little bit harder because they're able to play a little bit more relaxed. And that level of relaxedness is because of their belief in Tua. That Tua isn't going to lose them the games. Or as Coach Mike Tomlin said, about his about one of his quarterbacks um, within the last I think two years I think well last year was last year when Big Ben was out and he and he was and they were fiddling with options he doesn't kill us right that at some point in time you know Jameis Winston Senior is gonna kill you 
you don't know when, but you know it's gonna happen, and that leaves your that leaves your season a little bit more 50-50, which is basically the record for Jameis Winston Sr. Tua got a tongue twist that brings him nothing but hope and opportunity. So now that defense, not only do they pick it up a notch, but they bring it up a notch and they play a little bit more relaxed. They play a little bit more loose. They believe in the guy that's their quarterback. They be The team believes fully in the guy that's their quarterback. And that's the intangible that Tua got a tongue twist and brings. Even though this is now out of his third straight win or his third straight game that or the third game that he's played, he's he's gone he's thrown for under two hundred yards for two of these games. That doesn't matter. What he has helped his team do is win and believe that they can win and then win the game. <laughs> and Sometimes it doesn't matter how it looks. And all anybody ever cares about is that W. Now, we're going to be watching him because, hey, he is supposed to be that next young thing. And we do see that when you're that next young thing, if you can't really produce the yards that you need to produce at any given moment, things are going to be hard for you. And it doesn't matter who your name is. It doesn't matter if your name is Tua Got a Tongue Twister. It doesn't matter if your name is Cam Newton. It doesn't matter if your name is Lamar Jackson. We're gonna talk we're gonna get into them all. Because we're starting to see that listen, for some of these exciting young quarterbacks, when and they and we said this before, when the league figures you out. If they figure you out, you're gonna still have to start pin. Uh, you gonna have to start being a little bit more elite, or you gonna have to start pulling out some new tricks. And the only thing to do with those new tricks is to be able to get that ball down the field. We we, we gonna figure out who's to blame in Baltimore in just a bit. But Tua got but Tua got a tongue twister, right? 169 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, three. Um, he's three and zero. And his passer rating was 106.9. Except the little things. Granted, he was 15 for 25, but it's the little things. I don't understand how he got a passer rating of 106.9 out of that, but it's the little things, right? It's the little things that these little quarterbacks do that 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 make them all nice and and fun and explosive, explosive to watch, and. Just like the same thing that's going on with the Cardinals, right? In where Arizona has us asking us this week is are the Bills for real? Right? Are the Bills for real? And so and and, and I know it's a hard it's a weird and hard thing to ask, right? Especially since since the Bills aren't in a struggling position. It's not like the Bills have a losing record. We're asking if they're for real because they're seven and three. And they're sitting at the top of the division for now. And we know their history in a sense. And we know how they can tend to fall apart on themselves. 
Now, the teams that they've lost, right? Is Arizona a team to sleep on? No. Like I said, we're wondering about the Bills because we're still having, we're still not asking us the other real question, and that is, is Arizona for real? And we're asking these in two different lights, right? Because we're asking, is Buffalo for real? And we're asking that with a sense of nervousness. Can they maintain the number one spot in the AFC East? When we ask about Arizona being for real, we're wondering, can they take that number one spot in their division that has Seattle? <laughs> Need I go on? <laughs> so, we st- Arizona will come into this game and I, I, part of me, I feel like what happened here is that you, you got disappointed in a way that the Bills lost. But talking about if you had to lose, right? Like this is this is this is seriously losing on your sword. This this is this is literally losing in the in the heart of battle. This is literally like this is literally losing like you have cut your man down like like you cut their Achilles like you cut you you cut that little tendon like I'm right I'm right right above the knee <laughs> like you understand like they are but they are bloodied battered and bruised and they caught you with one last swing with one last haymaker with one last hail mary to cut you down to rip out your heart to steal your soul. <clears throat> While I'm still trying to figure out who's more for real, the Buffalo Bills or the Arizona Cardinals, and you know what? That may be a poll that I put up that I, that I add up there as well. As I told you, like I have a bunch of polls up there today, right? And once one of them is going is one of them is hey, is it two a time or is it still more of the defense? But my next question is, who's more for real? Is it Buffalo Bills or the Arizona Cardinals? And I think I'm going to put a poll up there. <laughs> oh, I, I, see the, I, I see you guys responding. I see you guys responding. And I, I, I know it's, it's, a tough question to, it's a tough question to answer. But I know, I, I can tell you this, though. At least this season, I'm, I'm going on for a while until I'm proven wrong. I'm going to be excited to watch both of these teams moving forward. But we're see- but um, like just to talk about the excitement of it because the Buffalo Bills were down already. Like even though they lost this game 30 to 20 30 to 30 to 32. They were down already. When they went up 30 to 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 to, 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 to 20 when they went up 30 to 26. They were down already. And then they come rushing down the field. With like 30 seconds left. They get the ball to Stefan Diggs on, 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 on a go route where he cuts on the inside in the back of the end zone to beat his man. He catches the ball falling away. Or falling down, I should say. To put his team up. You can even hear his teammates start yelling. Yo, that's why you're here. That's why you're here. 
And everybody for Buffalo is celebrating. And if you're watching this game, you're still glued to this because from what Kyla, I got next Murray. And yes, folks, yes, folks, yes, folks. For everybody that remember what I used to call him last year, right? If this is the first time hearing it, yes, I've, I've, I've changed his name. I used to call him Kyla. I should have played baseball, Murray. Because my, my motto was, I don't care how good you look, right? Whether you look good or you look bad, you should have went to play baseball where the money is guaranteed and... Within a couple and within a couple of years, like like you'll be a whole um by the t basically by the time you qualify for that for that quarter of a million or four hundred four hundred thousand dollar contract that's probably only gonna be three hundred million guaranteed from football, you would have definitely already made yourself half a billion in baseball guaranteed and be going on to more. <laughs> yup, I didn't even realize Kyler Murray didn't even look at the play play, like he was watching this the big the like the jumbotron after that. Oh my goodness! Hold on, let's see if we can get this call. That's how that game would end. I don't know if you guys was able to hear any of that, but that's how that game would end. Right after Stefan Diggs would make an unbelievable catch, and and we're and I was coming into the podcast today, ready to talk about yo Buffalo Bills all for real, right? Cause this is one of those games. Like this is one of those games I was gonna test both sides, right? I was gonna. I was ready to come in here to about yo the Buffalo Bills are for real. Look at Stephon Diggs. Like I talk about, and, and listen, and all of this stills apply. Minnesota made a mistake when they thought the go-to man on that team was was Adam Thielen over Stephon Diggs. And when they decided that they needed to separate the two, that they should have kept both of them. To be honest with you, right? When they decided that they wanted to separate the two and go with the person that they thought was the better wide receiver. <laughs> They went with with Adam Thielen, and we are seeing right now that that pick should have been Stephon Diggs, as we're seeing what he is doing with the young quarterback in Buffalo. That's what I thought we were gonna come in here and talk about, but all of that all of that gets 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 trumped by a DeAndre Hopkins catch in the end zone as a Hail Mary is thrown by Kyla I should have played I'm sorry Kyla I got next Murray Hopkins catches this ball over three defenders two in front of him and one on his back as Kyla Murray launches the ball doesn't even look at the play to finish it Hopkins goes up and high points this ball over three defenders, two in front of him, and one on his back. To win the game 32 to 30. If you haven't seen the catch as of yet, go look for it. And I'm pretty sure as soon as you start um, start typing in Hopkins, it's going to auto-correct to Hopkins catch. Go watch that shit. That's how that game ended. 
That's how that game ended with no time left on the clock. That's how Buffalo was robbed. That's how Buffalo went home that night. After flying across the country thinking, yo, we about to come out here with a W, thinking they about to eat W's like, like, like Ryan Fitzpatrick Jr. Nope. Ripped the heart out. Oh, what's left in that space? Just a big old L. I got an icebox where my heart used to be. And in that motherfucker are L's. Hopkins, seven catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown that is going to go down in history. I'm sorry. I was just less speechless for a half a second. It was it was it was one of those it was just one of those one of those breathtaking moments. And it made me it made me actually raise a question. Is Kyler Murray the breakout player of the year? That's gonna probably be my next question. Is Kyler Murray the breakout player of the year? I may have to go pose a poll for this one too. Listen, go listen, I'm telling you, like go go check out the poll. Like listen, I am supportive of of of, of, of polls um today. Like I, I don't know what, what came over me. I was I was sitting there, I was stretching, I was doing some yoga, I was prepping for the podcast. And you know what I was like, I, you know, during the stretch of the park I at my yoga, I was like, you know what? You know what'd be good right now? Some polls. Some motherfucking polls. <laughs> so go check out the polls. <laughs> so go check out the polls. Um, on my Twitter page, All right, I got a, I got a bunch of them. They're gonna be running for a week. We'll see, we'll, we'll see how, we'll see how they turn out. Like, I'll do an update on them on, on the show on Wednesday night. But we'll come back and we'll talk about this again next Monday as, as we continue to make Mondays great again. And and unfortunately, Thursday night football. Thursday night football. Does, I, I was supposed to start off with Thursday night football because it was it was really like the lull game of the week. But I but I still have to find a way to get that out. Philip Rivers, twenty nine for thirty nine, three hundred eight yards, touchdown. Michael Pittman, seven 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 receptions, one hundred and one yards. And and this is one of the, see this is the, this is the bad thing about uh, about about Indianapolis and Tennessee, right? Because. Philip Rivers really, even though he he put up the he put up the three hundred yards, Philip Rivers really isn't the driving factor in this in this on this team. It really is their defense and 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 a little bit of that and a little bit of that running game as that running game is starting to. I don't want to say that running game has slowed down, but it it's definitely shifted gears. Where for the Colts team, their primary runner used to be Jonathan Taylor. Now it looks like that is switching over to be Naheem Hin, um, Hines. And it looks like that even, like, unless people are listening to the podcast right now, and I hope none of the people in my fantasy league is listening to the podcast, they probably also might be going to fuck myself. I need to switch out Jonathan Taylor for Naheem Hines because, like, Jonathan Taylor looks like he's being put in a doghouse. I don't know what's going on. Listen, he had seven. Jonathan Taylor got seven carries in this game, but he only put up 12 yards. So maybe it's not maybe it's not just him being put in a doghouse, but he also isn't being productive with his touches. But also, he was a guy that was also getting way more touches than this. And when you gave him the, 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 the amount of touches that we have consistently said that is necessary to make to make running backs successful if you're going to be considered a running team. 
we, we talk about 25 plus touches because if they're those kind of running backs, they get stronger with, um, as the game goes on. And the more touches that they get, the better off that they feel. Now, not only, not only, not only is it better for them, but also the off your offensive line prefers to run the ball that many times because they get to be the aggressor instead of uh, instead of always having to protect the quarterback and constantly be on be on be on the defensive side <laughs> and take all that punishment from the um, from um, from the defensive rush. When when you get when you run the ball 25 plus times like that you start becoming a little bit known as the aggressive and your running backs even benefit from it because guess what starts happening that defense that that defensive line starts to wear down a little bit as, as they as they as they continue to get punished and punished and punished but it looks like as as this, as the year continues to go on and it continues to shift Indianapolis closest are, are looking to shift away from running just a, um from that running game just a little bit because even with all of these guys combined they barely 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 got to 30 runs. They barely got to 30 runs. Hines had 12 carries. Um, Wilkins had eight. Um, Jonathan Taylor had another seven. And there was a few of us sprinkled in there. Now, granted, the Indianapolis Colts, they won this game. And their defense is, 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 is a big deal. But for some odd reason, with the Colts and even the Tennessee Titans, these are two teams to me that they don't feel like their, their record. They don't feel like they're both six and three. For some odd reason, it feels worse than that. It's almost as, as almost as if at Indianapolis Colts that when they get victories, it's almost as, it's almost as if they stole something. And honestly, and the Tennessee Titans as also when we a team that we just saw go to the, the divisional round, it seems like they've taken a little bit more losses than that than just three. I'm not quite sure if the Tennessee Titans are gonna be able to withstand for um, the, the remainder of the season. Derrick Henry will have another game where he goes over 100 yards, continuing his streak. But I don't know if the Tennessee Titans are going to have the same kind of run. Are they going to be able to keep, um, keep withstanding with the way that they play? And we're going to see. I, I feel like the same question was said, uh, the same statement was said about them sometime last year around this point, and we see obviously what it did for them. We'll see if they'll be able to do this t um, um, two years in a row. We gonna see. That's like eventually time is gonna tell us who's to blame in New England for the start that they're currently having. Because there's a question that needs to be answered in New England, right? Even as again, it doesn't matter if they if, if this is them coming off of a victory or not. But there are questions that needs to start being answered in New England. As the New England Patriots improve to four and five, that's the the biggest problem there is that the New England Patriots are four and five. And we don't very often hear likes of the New England Patriots being talked about as being four and five, especially when, when we're talking about being in week ten in the NFL. And somebody in New England is gonna have to start answering for if, if they have a losing record. And now I, what I wanna what I want to question so far is who has been looking worse so far, or ha who has looked worse in these New England Patriots, um, in this New in the New England Patriots record, and that's something else I'm, I'm, I have posed a poll for, or if, if I haven't posed a poll already, that poll for that one is going to be coming as well. I told you there's a lot there's a lot of polls for you guys to hop on today, right? Take advantage of it. This is like polls or us um, this today, <laughs> making Mondays great again, right? And my question is about who's to who's gonna who's looking who looks worse with the slow start the New England Patriots have had 
is it Bill Belichick or is it Cam Newton? Right? Is it is it the guy that's supposed to be the greatest coach in the world and could coach anybody and make them look better and 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 get them in situations and the, and the greatest situational coach that we know? And listen, speaking of great situational coach, this like I said. I'm questioning this even after a victory. I'm questioning this even after a victory where the greatest where God is considered the greatest situational coast coast his team to a very great situational win over the Baltimore Ravens. Because you know what? Not for nothing. As much as I'm questioning who's to blame in Baltimore, uh, who's to blame in, in New England, um, who's to blame in New England, or who looks worse? Is it um, is it? I just saw a commercial for something that didn't sit right with me. Um, is it Cam Newton or is it Bill Belichick? I'm also still now on the complete oh, fence yeah. on when it comes to Lamar Jackson. Like Lamar, ja Lamar Jackson is really starting to raise eyebrows for me this this year. Like I said once again, sometimes it really doesn't matter how well your record is or if you're coming off of a win or not. Baltimore Ravens, another team that's six and three. I do have questions about the Baltimore Ravens. You see him going up against a great coach at this time. This wasn't a great team. This wasn't. This wasn't a great. This wasn't a. This wasn't anything else but a great coach. And I get it that they were playing in basically in in hurricane, in hurricane weather, right? Or, but Bill Belichick he prepared his team. To to play in wet ball, in a wet ball environment this week. He prepared his quarterback. Who had, for the last couple of well, last couple of weeks had a few fumble issues to be able to put him in a situation where listen, I'm gonna want you to be a little bit more judicious with this ball. I'm gonna want you to take care of this shit a little bit better, B. So don't so even after Bill Belichick coaches a great game, I am still I still wonder when this team doesn't make the playoffs, right? Doesn't make the one of those wild card spots because if the Miami Dolphins are playing motivated football, they are right now sitting in the second spot in the AFC East. They are most likely going to take that wild. They they are, they are in they one of the front runners for that wild card spot. You have the Buffalo Bills sitting in the top spot. The, the, the New England Patriots right now are four or five, and I don't see them overtaking any one of those two teams. Those two team teams, those two teams, those two teams. I'm gonna continue to question to see if the Buffalo Bills are for real. I'm still gonna continue to be in awe about the Arizona Cardinals. I said something about Arizona earlier. And I'm still going to be wondering if even the Baltimore Ravens are a for real enough team. Because right now, the Baltimore Ravens are still showing me that when they make it into the playoffs, all this shit gets shut the fuck down. And it already sounds like the NFL as a whole is in Lamar Jackson's head. Like, I don't know how you guys took that statement where Lamar Jackson was like, Oh, I think that we're being a little bit, we're getting a little bit too generic. That the defenses are calling out um on um, the plays before we make them. 
Well, that's what defenses generally do. They they normally are, um these guys are professional. They're usually very good at identifying run plays versus pass plays. They're usually identifying if somebody may may be trying to go to to a weak gap or you know or the strong gap. They usually I'm um, start identifying different um different things. Now, what I need to ask you, Lamar Jackson, is how often are they right? And the times that they are right, can you not audible out of the play? Can you not use it to your advantage? If you believe that they have called you out on what on what's there, like can you like, can you not get creative? Lamar Jackson, right? As he takes as he takes another loss, it's really starting to make me wonder. As as, as I was giving him praise, saying that he was the opposite of Mike Vick, now I am really starting to believe he is very much Mike Vick. I don't believe that he is progressing or studying enough to progress. As we heard with Mike Vick, Michael Vick didn't even open up a playbook until he got with um until he got with um Andy Reid. So it makes me wonder how much is he really studying the art of being a quarterback? We've heard Lamar Jackson say that there isn't anything that he Oh shit. Here goes the first domino to drop. Here goes the first domino to drop. <laughs> Yeah, folks, we got breaking news. We got breaking news. The Suns have our Suns are finalizing the deal to to acquire Chris Paul. So listen, we got some M, we got some NBA talk to get into, right? So we so, so we gotta hurry up and get and get past this football because I want to talk basketball. I want to talk basketball. I want to talk basketball so much that I have extended the podcast for today just to let you guys know I can't wait another. I can't wait another day. I'm just saying you guys know. That if if I have to wait till tomorrow, I'm not talking football tomorrow. We ain't gonna talk football at all tomorrow. But I so want to talk basketball because listen, NBA free agency is beginning as you see now as they're finalizing the deal. As I now, I think I said this earlier today. If you guys didn't catch it, that um, deals may not be able to be finalized if I'm not mistaken until Friday. So when you're hearing about deals right now, these are just agreements. Let me see what's going on. Okay, I don't I don't care about all that other stuff, shit. What they saying, but um, if I'm not mistaken, that you can't officially sign anybody until Friday. Right now, we're just talking about agreements right now. So right now, you're starting to see deals start to get um start to get mentioned. But I don't think anything can become official until Friday. And don't forget that the draft is on Wednesday. So I'm telling you, like, I want to talk basketball. Don't forget, we'll be here live on the air as the NBA draft is going on. I can't wait. Oh, my God, I can't wait for that shit. Right? I'm, and I'm talking about there are rumors going on in the NBA. As I said, we got DeMar DeRozan. We got Schroeder, Giannis, Oladipo, CP3, as we just saw that he's going to the um, he's going to the Suns. Melo, Gallinari, Harden, Westbrook. We're, now, <laughs> you understand? And we're talking about they're, and we're talking about the heavy hitters are all involved in this. We just saw Phoenix get involved because they're trying to find something to go along with Devin Booker. So we're going to see what, what goes on there. But we have the Lakers involved in trades, uh, um, in talks. We're talking about the Heat. We're talking about the Knicks. We even talking about the Brooklyn Nets in, and mentioning those names that we just mentioned um, today. And what I want to know from you guys, right, this is going to be another question we, um, we, we're going to put up there. Is Russell Westbrook 
good for New York. Think about it. Is Russell Westbrook truly good for New York? Because that's something that's going to have to be considered. Guys, I appreciate listening to the podcast. I'm not even going to get in. I can't get into any basketball today. This is going to be a whole other day of, 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 of talk. But you know what? Guess what? Tomorrow, I won't be talking football. I won't be talking Denver, Las Vegas. I won't be talking Tampa Bay, Carolina. I won't be talking San Francisco, New Orleans. I won't be talking Minnesota, Chicago. I may talk them. Tomorrow when we start this podcast, we're talking basketball. Because I guarantee you, by the time we wake up tomorrow, there would have been moves that are going to be made. So guys, I want to thank you for listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host again, the one knowing Dallas Omar Taylor, a.k.a. the one take wonder, a.k.a. work hard, smirk hard, smoke harder, a.k.a. row, row like a dungeon dragon, a.k.a. your favorite army vet, a.k.a. the army black knight. Yo, I'm out of here. A.k.a. Dallas Omar Taylor for the Mighty Sports Podcast. Don't forget you can catch me everywhere that you listen to podcasts at. Whether that's Podbean, TuneIn, iTunes, iHeart, Listen Note, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Facebook, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. Or you can tell your smart speaker just to play the latest episode of the MYT Sports Podcast. Or, 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 just go to my website, mytsports.net. But if you would like to join the, like to join the conversation, this is where you join. Join on Podbean Live. Just, just come and catch me right here Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. I'm no, sorry, no, yep, Thursdays when I'm doing a fundraiser, and Fridays at 12:07. Wednesday nights we start at 8:07. We always start in that ish hour, right? I can't, I can't start on the top of that. I'm not that disciplined, but I'm, I appreciate you guys being disciplined enough to stay with the podcast. So I will hope, I would like to wish you guys catch a wave that will never subside. Shout out to the homeboy Toby and Wigway for that one. I'm out of here. Yeah. Play my outro so I can stop rambling. Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag. No lag. No, that's not frosted. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my T podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My T. Sports. And I'm going to leave you with this. Harden to the heat is in the air. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna hear that or catch that anywhere. That's the reason why I wanted to have a podcast about it before somebody says it before I do. Remember that shit. That's a possibility, folks. We out of here. We got to get going. It's our time to go. Like I 